0: everyone's favorite uh, talk show. I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> we're taking it really mellow this week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought we were doing NPR voices. Because we're so angry. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, we should do
0: NPR voices for like, really murderous and crazy stuff, you know?
1: Oh, fuck. I forgot. That we're I'm going to
0: come over and rip out all your toes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's hear top five favorite toes and why you like them. <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 yeah. ah, shake it out. Shake it out.
0: Folks, would you mind if I just got the... The bullshit out of the way which one that we were talking about oh, just like, now just before uh,
1: in the bonus mm-hmm. all
0: right, in, cool. in, in the bonus footage
1: yeah all right so you wanted to talk about uh,
0: just a just a a quick thing because I, I really don't want to spend as much time as i thought i wanted to spend on it but okay. there are some themes that i think are important to talk about um just uh, like two days ago um i had an online exchange with now a former friend um when he presented the subject of uh, male toxicity and whether it could be applied to black men, because according to him, uh, the concept of male toxicity is a European construct, and I chimed in and said, "No, male toxicity is something that spans the entire like male spectrum. It's not exclusive to one uh, to one group or another. Uh, if you mean that the terminology uh, was somehow, you know, cooked up by European thinking? Well, I mean, you know, even if it has, it still doesn't undo uh, the fact that that behavior is still present in all men, including black men. And let's say, theoretically speaking, even though I don't believe this, let's say that before uh, colonization and the slave trade, that black men somehow never... Uh, expressed uh, uh, patriarchal views or any sort of abusive attitude toward women um, back in Africa before any exposure to European influence. Um, Let's say theoretically that was true, which again, I don't think is. But if it was, then it's been ingrained in us uh, in the Americas for the past several hundred years. And now here we are in the modern day. We've adopted that behavior what do we do about it now okay so even if that history as i've just painted it that theoretical history were true it doesn't it's
1: still a problem it I mean, exactly yeah. thank you it's like <laughs> what do
0: we do about it now like yeah there are still women being hurt even other men are being hurt by male toxicity right, right? of course what do we do anyway this conversation devolved quickly into Some sort of blather about anti-feminism, in particular anti-black feminism, on his part. Um, There was a great.
1: Well, he wanted you to to create an argument, and with and he gave you a handicap Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to this argument, which was like he wanted. What was it? He wanted to give like make five points or whatever. Five points, five problems
0: of male toxicity that are exclusive to black black men. And five solutions to those problems. And what and was a handicap. Oh and, the, oh, and the handicap he followed that up with was, uh, and no feminist views. <laughs> and I thought to myself, first of all, I replied, I was just like, first of all, I'm not essentially going to make your point for you. Because my point was that male toxicity can and does exist in black men and black male culture. So I'm not going there. But I will point out five problems and give you five solutions to them. To show you that this is something that can span across any part of the male spectrum but you know since we're talking about things that exist as well in black male culture here they are and presented solutions am i saying that these solutions are like you know easy or even the right ones or anything like that no but I did do it and I also came back with you know saying that no just chiming in and saying no feminist views is wildly anti-woman and anti-blackness it's like you it's like saying we're talking about a construct that affects women in a great great deal like they they're probably no not probably they are the main group that bears the brunt of male toxicity and then to say oh but you know nothing from that perspective yeah it's like toss <laughs> It's like talking about like the slave trade and saying, "Yeah, but we don't want to hear about from from black people about oh, that." Like, geez. what?
1: Yeah, what? Yeah. Give five examples on how to defeat the dark side, uh, but don't say Jedi. <laughs> perfect, <laughs> perfect. I love that.
0: I love that. So and, anyway, my take. How? Uh,
1: how uh, I guess if you use blast, no, no. Oh <laughs> there's boy, a, there's the one. There's
0: the one like hardcore nerd in the back.
1: Um. M- maybe the yu Vong? Yeah. Oh, I was just <laughs> going to say the Vong.
0: <laughs>
1: Fuck. Oh, shit. Yeah, all right.
0: Folks, if you got that joke, then... Uh, You're a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. You,
1: Welcome to our show. You found us.
0: <laughs> Grab a beer. Um, so ultimately, this exchange ended up with him unfriending me because he uh, accused me <laughs> of coming into his post with the feminist agenda. Oh
1: my god, it's that kind of... Yeah, I get invited to the of, meetings. Yeah, the, I know, right?
0: <laughs> Somewhere in a dark basement. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> yeah, we're all
1: re- dressed in robes. It's like, now we shall hear from Anita Sarkeesian. She's <laughs> <laughs> got a helmet
0: just made of metal vaginas. Yeah.
1: Just, you know, like... <laughs> just... It's like... When she takes it off, it's like, <laughs> you know. Okay, so let's talk about the male toxicity factor. You know. Yeah. Uh, um. That was my horrible Anita Sarkeesian voice. I apologize. <laughs> uh, God. I but like, um, I like the name though. Is this a real person? Yeah, it's a real person. She was um, she's uh, like one of the leading voices of. Uh, 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 on behalf of the feminists, uh, uh, in the whole GamerGate fiasco. Oh, God damn! I can't yeah. believe
0: I don't know her name.
1: Yeah, shit. yeah. she's yeah, she's great. Uh, I, I I love her shit. Sometimes I I disagree with some of her shit, but for the most part, love her shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I I uh, you know, with this aforementioned friend, I feel like that kind of um, you know that kind of negativity those kinds of negative words again and and bringing that kind of uh anti-feminist perspective i think comes from like a very deep-seated like psychological historical place you know Mm. so and i i feel like that's that's true of like 99.9 percent of these you know of these uh anti-feminist men who are just like you know they should just shut their mouths and you know, go back in the kitchen, kind of assholes who are just like, I don't know why they won't fuck me. You know, <laughs> 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 I just read like I that reminds me. I just I feel like I saw something on my on my Facebook feed, um, where it was like a, it was like a list of like you know one of those BuzzFeed lists or Wisecrack or whatever, where it was like a actual Tinder responses to like anti like these kinds of um anti-feminist men's responses to women who were just like you know i saw your picture milady, and i thought you know i should speak to thou. and then the lady doesn't respond and she's like i called you milady. you thought why aren't you responding you know christ and it's i'm like oh these guys are just fucking horrible oh but like you know then they go online and they get into groups and they turn into incels and men's rights activists. And now we got this whole disease plaguing the, our current culture. Well, you know, it, it it
0: speaks to male culture that those responses come from sub, such a knee-jerk place inside, inside men. And I'm, I'm going to admit now that there there is something ingrained in what men are to expect and how they vocalize it now i'm just going to go on record here that i've, I've never i I've, you know i'm on the uh online dating scene and i you know speak to women here and there but um i've never ever responded in that fashion. in that fashion of calling them names even responding in anger or anything along those lines there have been there have been times where I've been speaking to women online and it's you know the conversation isn't really spectacular and I'm and I'm talking about you know on my part as well and there have been times where I've just been uh, unmatched by a few women is they're just like well you know I'm not interested I'm just getting the fuck out of here right and you know there's no way for me to you know reach out again But you handle it I'm assuming like an adult well yes I do but there is that feeling inside of me that makes me go like, "What the hell? Like, I was I so boring? Like, I couldn't even, you know." And I stop myself at that point. Not that I'm gonna like find them and like curse them out. But there's that part of me where it's just like, "Well, why am I getting pissed?" Like, like that's
1: you know what that is. That is a thing. That is a thing. And like, um, it's uh. Well, I'm glad you catch that. that. That I feel like that happened to me recently mm-hmm. where um you know, oh my god, I can't believe I'm going to admit this. This might be edited out, but I'm le- I'm going to let this run. So my wife uh, we were all at a party mm-hmm. at a bar, a tiki bar. Mm-hmm. She was talking to another dude. She went outside to talk to this guy mm-hmm. and I turned into a jealous fucking insecure macho prick <laughs> and i well i had had alcohol in me so
0: and i was egging you on too.
1: yeah you were egging me on so i did turn into uh, it i was honestly ashamed <laughs> my wife thought it was cute but it's it's uh, it's kind of not <laughs> it's kind of like shows that i, I I still have work. There's a sl- I still have work to do.
0: We all do. Yeah, we, we all, all do. do. There's a sliver of it that comes from like kind of a real place. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, the, the whole my egging you on and and some of your responses was, were, were to try to make the situation funny because we were yeah having, we were having this exchange but we gotta admit like it, we is, went a little far <laughs> there, there, there is that little place that it comes from where under different circumstances you know that match can be like thrown into a leaky yeah. gas station and it's like oh it's become something far more horrible but it's um like she
1: married my idiotic ass <laughs> and she, like i'm all of a sudden i'm just being and being like,
0: what the fuck? Why are you talking to dudes? It's
1: <laughs> so like, what the fuck is wrong with me?
0: But yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, man. It's like there's that feeling when I, you know, where I get like unmatched uh on these sites a few times and it's like and I and I feel that initial anger, that that uh, rejection, um, and I think to myself, Whoa, like that's a thing. That's something that's something that i've picked up that i shouldn't just dismiss you know it's not not uh beating myself over the head uh for getting angry because look i mean i live in new york sometimes i get angry if the subway doors don't open fast enough and, Yeah, and they right, only, of course. and they only open at one speed that's the thing yeah. but <laughs> oh um God. but like don't
1: get me started on the mta <laughs>
0: But understanding male culture and, 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 and our triggers um, is something that uh, we all need to work on. It's like later I tell myself, you know, these women probably have had so many interactions on these sites and gotten so many of those shitty responses that they're just like trying to head things off at the pass. Where yeah, it's just of like course, yeah. I'm not interested. If I tell this guy I'm not interested, I'm going to get shit. I'm just disappearing, you know, and it's just like, fuck. If I were in their shoes, I'd do the same thing.
1: Right, of course, because it's the thing is like uh, what what I think these men are missing is a feeling of empathy, Mm -hmm. because they view empathy as weakness. Because there's it's like you know, it's considered a feminine quality, you Mm know. But um, all you have to do is view them as fellow human beings, and you'll be all right. You know, just just. Deal with like a fucking adult, you mm. know. Ah. yeah. Male toxicity. Male toxicity. It's it's what's going around, yeah. you know.
0: It sure is. I mean,
1: uh, given our fucking president, I mean, like that shit is. It's like it's gone from a small rash to like a full blown. Oh my god, it's on my face now. No. <laughs> oh
0: <laughs> Let me get you an analgesic for that. Yeah, no. <laughs>
1: You'll be taking the full body condom, uh, I think five for the week
0: should
1: do. So, um, now
0: speaking of, um, of toxicity and things that people are ingrained with and how to deal with them. Yes. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to jump on a subject that slightly overlaps with our robot section and, and it's, uh. The news with James Gunn. James Gunn. Okay, yeah, good. I was just
1: about to talk. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, all right, we're all right. vibing. Yeah, I know. Woo! It,
0: it's like we've done this show before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 60 episodes
1: <laughs> in the can. Um, so, all right. So, what are your views on, because w- we talked about it briefly, and then I was just like, maybe we should
0: shave it for the show. Shave it for the show. <laughs> um, I agree with disney's action however i really really respect the way james gunn responded to that action because he didn't he didn't come across with this like bullshit like oh it was so long ago though it was a long time ago it was, yeah. and he said you know the things that i said at that time were to get some sort of shock value or to be provocative And even then, it didn't work. And when I look back on those comments, I really am ashamed of what I say. And I fully understand why Disney did what they did. I do want to say that I am a different person now and that I wouldn't say those things. I'm I'm paraphrasing here and that I wouldn't say those things now. But that doesn't change the fact that I still said them. So, you know, I just want to say, like, you know, it's been great. This, then, the other. Um, I get it and uh, basically like learn from this and then gracefully just bowed out and just bowed out, you know, that's fine. It's like, I really got to respect that. Like, I think, I think it's necessary when stuff like this comes up for there to be some sort of consequence. And sometimes those consequences are going to be sucky. Like, despite the terrible things that he said, I also at the same time, like the work that he did with guardians of the galaxy. Yeah, right. I really, really like it. Um, but that one does not erase the other. Um, and that's both ways. It's like the fact that he had said that in the past, it doesn't mean I look at the movies now and go, Oh my God, there's, there's such shit. I can't believe I didn't see that before. No, they're still good movies, but he still did say horrible things. So anyway, the, the consequence I feel needs to happen sometimes if only to just put it out in society that these are these are not things that are just like throw away that it's just ah you know whatever it yeah. doesn't matter because these things do matter especially for somebody who's so visible. I mean we should all be held we should all be held to a standard but like somebody like that if you don't do anything then there are tons of people in the industry who have a lot of things in their past who are just going to think eh, whatever and then the people coming up behind them will think that the same thing is okay because while they may get caught, it's like, uh, they just shrug their shoulders and there's no real consequence. Right. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, uh, my thoughts are a little, uh, are similar. Like I feel like what he said was like reprehensible. Um, you know, he was making rape, rape and pedophilia jokes and I like to a certain extent, I I'm just like, it's distasteful. It's gross. Right. Um, And on the other hand, like, I see that, like, he apologized for them a while back and Mm -hmm. now he's apologizing for them again Mm -hmm. Um, and reaffirming that he's no longer that person. Although, like, to echo one of my wife's points is like, do I really know that he changed Mm -hmm. because he's a he's a famous person? How? Like, I don't know him from, like, a fucking, you know, hole in the wall. Mm. How do I know that he's changed? All I know is that he apologized for it and that he hasn't me- he hasn't made a rape- another rape joke or another um, uh, pedophilia joke since. Although I do think he made a fucked up joke, like, maybe a homophobic remark, like, after the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part I'll say this much, right? He apologized it seems like he changed, and the thing about um the thing about the age of the internet mm-hmm. is that I feel like there's this uh there's this uh atmosphere of unforgivingness mm. to it, like people aren't allowed to grow. Like people, and people are also aren't allowed to be imperfect. Mm. Once you say one imperfect thing, um, then you're ostracized, you know, Mm -hmm. for life. You make like one mistake and then people never let you forget it, Mm. you know? And I think that that it that hinders personal growth. It's like people are always going to hold that over your head. Mm. Uh, I think that's kind of unfair. Mm. But at the same time, the fact that he acknowledges it speaks volumes.
0: Sometimes these people just need to be flushed, you know? Right. It's, but let me ask you this in terms of your point of personal growth. Is personal growth contingent on the world giving you a chance or is personal growth something difficult that you need to do alone? Like,
1: well, you know, you're asking the nature and nurture questions like what mm. influences more? And I think it's a little bit of both. I think that, like, uh, uh, you know, I think that, uh, yeah, you're in the public eye. But also interacting with other people, Mm -hmm. even if you weren't famous, interacting with other people and other people calling you out on your bullshit Mm -hmm. informs your ability to be like, you know what? I'm fucked up. I need to reassess. And how many, like, uh, uh, to a certain extent, I've never made, like, a pedophilia joke or a or like a a rape joke. And if I, if I ever did, I must've been in in my early teens. Um, but, uh, you know, I've said and done fucked up things Mm. and I've looked back on it. I feel like I just had this conversation where I, I told you that like in my teens and in my younger years, I used to say the word faggot. Mm -hmm. And I know that that word is even now, as I say it, it makes me physically uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's a good thing that's a good thing that i've changed enough to know that that word and the meaning behind it and all the things that have that i've said that were fucked up pertaining to homophobia pertaining to like you know uh anti-gay or anti-transgender sentiment that i experienced growing up around like living in you know, East New York in an urban environment that perpetuated those feelings, I recognized that that was not the way to go. I, that was a, that was then, that was me then, this is me now being like, I'm not that person. How did you,
0: to get more specific, how did you recognize that? Because, you know, neither, neither of us are gigantic, you know, Hollywood or famous people. (laughs) I, I speak for yourself. I, well, I'm, excuse me. You know, you can catch Pavel's, Jarvis.
1: Oh, Jarvis.
0: You can catch Pavel's ga- catalog on Netflix, Hulu. You know, check out Stellar Nights.
1: Uh, I'm listed on IMDb, I guess. Are you really? Yeah, I am. Oh, shit. For like a movie I, I produced for a college or whatever. Oh, man. Yeah. Am I, am I anywhere in those credits? No, or? it was for something. Oh. Uh, it was for something that I didn't direct or write. It was for something I produced.
0: I let myself get felt up by an alien for nothing. <laughs> Can't get anywhere in this business. Anyway, uh, yeah, but you were you were
1: saying right? I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway,
0: um, when got, I kind of lost like my track. Now, no, like, you
1: were saying like not being famous. Oh, like, so how did not I... being
0: famous? Like you, it's not like you were you know. Um, uh, ostracized, you know, for for these comments or anything like that, or you lost a job or anything like that. So besides a lot of people making it hurt for you, um, which personally, just for me to interject, I feel is sometimes required for these rich and powerful and, and famous people because they've got so much insulating them with with influence and money that the regular somebody just pointing them, at them and say, Hey, that's kind of fucked up. I don't feel is going to, they're going to feel it um, in the same way. Sometimes you got to hit them in the pocket a little bit or in the, in the old like power sack. I just, I don't know why I even said that, but, but the old power power sack. <laughs> but for a person, you know, like, like ourselves who don't have that level of insulation, like what point did it, dawn on you that it was wrong did you like um, make uh did you make friends who were gay or did no you, i
1: really i wish I, I i i in my 20s i was exposed to it a little more so this is what happened um i was at hunter college right and i would periodically when i had my downtime i would periodically go into the um the gay and lesbian uh the LGBTQ plus center because they would constantly be playing the Simpsons on their TV. All right. Well. Um, to which I was like, this is awesome. Right. And I actually did make friends with, oh, I wish I knew her name with the president of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was super cool to me. Hmm. And, um, I was invited out to a Halloween party and I went and I just sat there, you know, being a sad boy because that's what I was in my twenties. Um, and, but I was kind of, my mind was blown away by how happy everyone was. Like I've never seen happiness on that scale ever. Hmm. I'm used to straight. Cisgender parties where everyone's just like, do I talk to her? I don't know. There's so much pressure, You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, there's this weird like um, status quo kind of feeling to everything Mm -hmm. where this felt like unbridled, kind of raw, like people just enjoying being amongst each other. So there was that. Um, and also, I read a lot. Like in my 20s, I just started reading. Uh, like, I was reading a lot of like Che Guevara books. Um, and I was reading a lot about, like. Uh, um, oh, um, James Baldwin? James Baldwin. Yeah. Oh my God, why did that name escape me? So I read more of that. I married more Baldwin. And I just started realizing that the LGBTQ plus community was a minority within the minority that was ostracized. Like, I was a minority, and these were people that existed within a minority. And they were not only ostracized, but they were ab- abused more so than people who were already struck Like, the gay black community was already struggling Like the black community was struggling and then the gay black community was struggling even worse because the black community hated them. And it's like, that's, that spoke volumes to me. Cause I was just like, I was already starting to like really understand the concept of injustice so much so that it, I don't know. It just, I I couldn't stomach that, Mm. those feelings and that, that F word anymore. Okay. Like, and I knew I was just like, there's something wrong with with this. There's something wrong with me that I have to, I have to fix this.
0: There's a lot to be said about proximity to a group, especially these struggles that they go through to open somebody's eyes. Yeah. That's definitely one way to, to start on the path of uh,
1: enlightenment. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your... Your way of, like, trying to, you know...
0: I feel like I came up in a different way because I right. I, I grew up in a gay household. Right. So, uh, I mean, not my entire life. I mean, it, my earliest memories are of my mother and father together in one house, and then when they broke up and my mother um, entered into gay relationships, um, and eventually we ended up uh, living with a few partners over the years and seeing the struggles that that dynamic goes through. Um, I just sort of, it sort of just came up in my regular normative sphere. Um, so it was never anything that I, or at least no, I shouldn't say never, but it was, it wasn't something that I looked at. and ever really reco- recoiled from because it was just, you know, it was just regular to me. However, um, the language that was used was so ingrained uh, amongst my peers and in my social groups of just using the word gay as um, as a negative or yeah and it had a lot of that anything associated with that world it's it, it it was ingrained in the back of my mind it's 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 like I never hated the people, but I knew the lingo and but knowing the lingo and have it having a place either mentally or verbally, uh, even when just kidding among your friends, it's like there's a certain point where that kidding becomes an agent of hurt. You know, um, so just saying, ah, you know, that's gay, or you're yeah. gay, or somebody wanting to fight you and say, oh, you know, you're you're you know an f word and this, then the yeah. other, and. It was many years, like even up until fairly recently, where I actually started to impact that and think to myself, you know, just feeling the reaction to those words presented in certain ways, either toward me or people toward each other. And the thoughts that might emerge from them is something that I got to take a closer look at and start to deprogram because who knows which way. It could manifest, you know, wh- right. whether it's how I interact with another individual or who knows in the future, I may have a younger relative or a child of my own. And, you know, what if what if their peer groups are, you know, mostly homosexual or they're homosexual themselves or or any part of the spectrum? It's like I have to be aware of this because I could inadvertently um skew in this way that is hurtful and it's like I don't want to do that. You know, it's like it's that's a scary thought thinking that you could be you could be a hurtful asshole and not even be aware of it. But because you've just internalized it so much you're like, Well this is normal, so this has to be right. Right. It's just something I've always felt, you know.
1: Right, right. Um Yeah, that's I mean but at the same time that's where you changed, right? Mm -hmm. You recognize that within yourself that you were just like, this whole thing needs to, like, I need to re like re-examine like my personal choices with words and with sentiments and stuff like that. And to an extent, I feel like going back to the whole James Gunn thing, Mm -hmm. I was like that, that exists. I'm assuming that exists with him again. I don't like, i like uh my wife stressed this to me. she was like, "You don't know him from a hole in the wall like you don't know him from anybody. How do you know he's grown I'm like, i don't, so i can't like I, I, for a while i like and I'm only saying for like a day <laughs> or however long the news cycle has been with this um a few, I, only a few days only a few days <laughs> i i was on I was on his side, and now i'm I'm not so sure because i don't I don't fucking know james gunn you know um i can only assume but at the same time here's another thing right so the person that uncovered this information is is a guy named mike cernovich
0: yep yeah
1: so uh for those who don't know that name this guy is the famous piece of shit who um promoted that idea that hillary clinton was running a pedophile sex trafficking ring out of the back of a pizzeria that led to the death of one person who got shot. Some asshole believed what Mike Cernovich said, went down to that pizzeria and shot the place up, killing a person. Wow. Um, so, and this guy is no stranger to making a rape joke tweet. Mm-hmm. Like his, his, he's a, like a royal piece of shit Mm -hmm. but his tactic along with his uh his co-conspirators are that we find i think he tried to do this with Patton oswald too he's trying to find left-leaning celebrities and he's trying to make us like the 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 quote-unquote liberal public cannibalize them Mm -hmm. because they know that we're like oh they're social justice warriors they're gonna go after him you Mm -hmm. know so that's what they're expecting. They want us to turn on each other uh-huh. because um, they they assume that that's what we're doing to them, despite the fact that they do that shit on their own. Mm. They, they don't need our help. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, these guys are pieces of shit. Like, Mike Cernovich is... A, is a piece of shit who I wouldn't spit on if he was on fire. He, he's,
0: he's in like in the same league as, uh, Milo. Yeah. Like, a
1: fuck? <laughs> and Richard, that guy ate the alphabet
0: and Richard Spencer and all those, like, just, just the lowest of the low, yeah. you know, but, um,
1: their father should have just yeah. jizzed on the carpet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> Is that a white supremacist? They should have been white cum stains.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: oh man, I am
0: just angry. <laughs> and on that note, I'm Ernesto Mancino, and I'm Pablo morelli Martinez, and you're listening to Robots vs. Taxes. taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes, uncensored, yeah. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh man. Oh man. Um,
1: Speaking of Alex Jones, um, Mm. that dude uh, is—he—he's gotten like YouTube is starting to crack down on his videos. Finally. Uh, Yeah. So they're taking that like he's been saying some uh, transphobic and anti-Muslim shit on his um, on his page on his YouTube videos or whatever the fuck. that fucking piece of shit anyway oh, um so they're finally cracking down they've pulled down a few of his um uh, his videos and they're they're giving him a strike you know good um so hopefully they'll take him off completely because you know the less exposure he has the better all he does is poison people's minds. I remember what he said about the 4th of July. He said fucking, what's it, what, Rachel Maddow was going to march down the, and try to impale Trump with a... The, the, with
0: tr- a it was going to behead him. And this was after <laughs> the 4th of July. It's like... Didn't she say, no, well, no, that's and, news no, to me. It was def- Oh, shit. <laughs> no, I, you're right. It was definitely on the 4th of July. But yeah. even after he pushed the whole narrative that the whole Sandy Hook thing was like a hoax that it was all actors. He should have been done.
1: Yeah. He no, should like yeah. it's like oh, his yeah. career should have been fucking over. Like, oh the whole, you know,
0: dead children thing. It's fake. It was set he should have he should have been he should be emptying the garbage behind a seven eleven right now. Yeah. And even that would be too good.
1: Every time I think about him, every time I think about these alt right assholes, but especially Alex Jones, mm-hmm. I just fantasize about um, him being in a, um, in a Viper tube and <laughs> Adama, you know, <laughs> giving the signal to like Callie to hit the button <laughs> and just flushing him out into space.
0: <laughs> oh, like, man. you'd be like, no, you can't run away.
1: Get rid of me. The reptilian people are <laughs>
0: and that like floats away <laughs> and that iconic camera shot where you see his his body exit the galactica yeah. and then it does that like snap zoom where and then it takes a second to focus in and you yeah. see, just like you see like the last gasp of air crystallizing out yeah. of his mouth
1: like <laughs> <laughs>
0: spinning into the darkness yeah you i know, know. right oh. <sighs> With one, I'm quick getting, I got
1: chub just thinking about that. With one, with
0: one ki- with one quick galactica drum in the background. Oh yeah, <laughs> Oh man,
1: I miss galactica. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I miss, I miss that show. Me too. We've said that a lot. Yeah. We've said that a lot um
1: but let's get into some lighter fare
0: into some lighter fare if i may if i may let me lead in a little bit from our taxes section into the robot section with something that we just touched upon which is again james gunn okay i I didn't know until today (laughs) that he had placed some sort of super large easter egg in both uh guardians of the galaxy one and two, and no one has guessed what it is yet. Really? Yeah, he's told his fans repeatedly, like I've put a giant Easter egg in both films, and nobody has guessed correctly yet. <sighs> there are tons of theories out there. One of one of which it I can't heard,
1: be out of the whole Adam Warlock egg.
0: No, it's definitely not that. He he he, he was even like, he was like, yeah, no, Adam Warlock is not going to be an Avengers four. So okay, that's fine. So. Uh, yeah (laughs) there's like i i really don't want them to like just cram them in there but um somebody was uh, speculating that he has been dropping hints that galactus is coming that galactus will be the the new big bad after avengers 4 um and he gave where has
1: galactus
0: where has this easter egg even been well they pointed out a few um i gotta find this guy's name on youtube but Pointed out a few interesting things like he used in one of the flashes that happened i think it was in the second guardians of the galaxy where there was a whole bunch of imagery just flashed in front of the screen for something um i forget what part i'll have to pay closer attention next time there was a panel that was lifted almost directly out of the comics where Um, Before Galactus was actually Galactus, and this was like classic, classic Marvel back in the day, he was actually like some guy who became Galactus. And the frame that they used in the film looked just like the frame in the comic.
1: Oh, I was thinking like it was that big purple dude who's using the power stone who was just like, he cuts down human beings like a field of wheat. uh." That's another thing that he
0: pointed to. He was just like, since they can't use the exact imagery because movie wise um marvel disney didn't have the rights at that point right um he was saying he was arguing that perhaps james gunn was trying to like present the concept of galactus but like in a broken down way because when you look at the staff it looks a great deal like galactus's horns right you know and not to mention with the constant um references to purple Within, like, those that's visions. Right, that that's to. right. That's so right. Holy like, shit. That's kind of a compelling theory. Huh. That would be huh. fucking awesome if we had.
1: Power cosmic, right? Yeah. Oh, it, that'd be man. fucking awesome
0: if, like, instead, and this is what this guy said in this YouTube video. It was like, instead of, like, at the end of the first Avengers, where we see, you know, one of the Chitari or, or the head Chitari speaking to a throne, and, you know, the face turns around and we see that it's Thanos. You know, what if we hear a voice in the darkness of space and it's the Silver Surfer talking
1: to Galactus? Oh, I would uh, shit my uh, pants. My My brain would become jizz. (laughs) (laughs) He's jizzing out his eyes. My brains. (laughs) (laughs) Just
0: just mass jizzings across the United States and the world. To usher in, I know this whole new, you know. I look like the cover of
1: the stuff. Remember yeah. that? Oh. We gotta watch uh, that film, that infamous <laughs> B movie. Um, oh man! Yeah. Okay. So wow, that's so cool, man! Oh my god, I'd freak the fuck out, dude.
0: That I, <sighs> it's 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 something else. You know, because
1: that would suggest, of course, the Fantastic Four is coming. Absolutely,
0: and, and it yeah. also as well as you know, X Men and stuff like that. But um, the thing, the thing is, um, I just love how Marvel has not only made us excited for the films, but also made us excited for what comes next. Like they always give us a little bit, some better than others. You know, at the end of the credits, but right. it's just such a great. Experience. I love it. Some people say, oh, you know, the the some people that we know are saying the industry is oversaturated. Yeah, with yeah stuff. of course. But as it stands now, I still Frankie love it. the sock. The Frankie the sock. Right. <laughs> which leads me to my next uh, thought. If you could redo DC <sighs> to be more. I know that's a loaded <laughs> question. <laughs> Stand by for our next hour of robots versus taxes, hour two. Hour two of our special double long episode, yeah. <laughs> but um, this is not a double long episode. No, they won't give not. us that time. No, yet. of course
1: not, not yet. <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah. Um. But yeah. How would uh, you? How
0: would you? Re- how would you rest? Well,
1: how, how would, would I, I reboot the whole like st- franchise? Just well, the th- I, we're I, talking I, about the. F- films. Uh,
0: yeah the films I don't like to use the word reboot anymore because it always sounds yeah. so how would you have started how the, the d c cinematic DC, universe
1: the d c cinematic universe I hate using the Marvel method, mm-hmm. but I would have started it with uh, a character that isn't as well known mm-hmm. aka my f- i think is my favorite uh d c character and the most compelling DC character, I think, mm. in in my eyes, that if I could get the chance to actually write a script and direct a film about this character, I would do it in a fucking heartbeat. Mm. And that's... I'm talking about The Question. Mm. Um, I love that character because... Um, and I, I, I feel like I... I fell in love that with that character through the character of Rorschach. Now Rorschach is a fucking lunatic, Hmm. you know, uh, fascist piece of shit. (laughs) Who everybody is just like, oh no, he died. No, he was no. I was like, he deserves it (laughs) Um, because he's a fucking fascist. But uh, the question to me, uh, I would have started it with that because I I think the question to me represents like uh, a greater world. Like he is the link that I think could have united all of the the DC universe because mm-hmm. i think he's uh he's so paranoid and he's like i uh, i would have had it be that uh he he can actually see alternate realities and uh, he doesn't know whether he, it's uh psychological hallucination mm. or things are actually there but then you know he comes across like john constantine and batman and like you know there are hints that there's an alien coming you know Mm. um and it's you know he everyone thinks it's superman but it's fucking brainiac you know um you know but it's it's shit like that you know and then um and then he gets drafted into art like He knows too much so he gets drafted into Argus which is like DC's way of saying it's shield you know (laughs) and then they're just like you've entered a bigger world mister you know question or whatever (laughs) and um and you know in in one of like he walks past the cell and it's like you know um uh we see somebody like running on a treadmill and it's the fucking flash, uh. like on the cosmic treadmill. So, like, uh, it's it. Like, I think with that, I think like if you start from the back yes. and then moved forward towards like um, Batman, Superman, and the that's the big tier superheroes. That's yeah. the way to do it. That's what I would have done. And nice. I, I just think the question is such a cool, con- like a cool looking character.
0: DC, please call this man. <laughs> And get him to do your shit over because I want to see that universe. Yeah. Uh,
1: how how would you have done it? Fuck. I, I mean, like, I can't follow that. Yeah. <laughs> all, all
0: I all I know is that I, over the years, partially because of your love of him, I've really come to like love the Flash as yes. well, and just oh, yeah. and the concept of uh of speedsters, and I feel like, uh, the Flash has, uh, from what I've seen of the character, um enough of a funny quality and a boyish character to begin us on this journey it's like we just just seeing him discover his powers and become fascinated uh, with the world that he's now entered would be enough to carry us through this film and then expose us into this larger world Um, yeah um, as well as seeing him grow into his powers because the flash at his peak, he's incredibly. Proud. The guy can run through time, yeah. so you know that that
1: he's a fucking god.
0: He, <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of the DC characters are yeah. fucking gods, yeah, you know? know. It's like, but I feel like the journey with him would help it to make it accessible to an audience, which is admittedly something that is difficult to do for the Superman character because there, it's very difficult to join him. Because he's always been like this super powerful guy. Even when he first comes to Earth, it's just like he's special. He's something outside, and yeah. they they give you a little bit where you know he grew up in a small town. He sometimes he has to face like these moral conundrums and stuff like that, which to me makes makes him compelling. But I understand that it's hard, it can be hard to see him as accessible because he's Superman. You yeah. know, it's
1: like I, I would have definitely like. The way to do Superman right is the way that they did Captain America, make him so noble, make him so square mm-hmm. that because he's just like a kid from nowhere <laughs> a kid like yeah, he's an alien, but he's a kid he's also a kid from Bumblefuck, you know arkansas uh smallville whatever so uh the fact that he grew up in such a small town where everybody knew each other and he grew up with like the like I would have loved for him to uh, like um to be exposed in a in a, in a small town like small town injustice hmm. like um, have the clan, like have him see what the clan does. And to understand what that means in the, in the bigger framework of stuff and have that inform who he is as an American first. And then as an alien. Yeah. Like, like that's like, like, imagine
0: him facing the whole like MAGA philosophy as, as well as watching TV and seeing like these kids separated from their parents and the word like illegal alien thrown around. And he's just like, I'm an illegal. Yeah, alien. exactly. I'm the biggest illegal yeah. alien ever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but that's and the, and then like um and then for that to to be at the core of Superman because does Superman like yeah, I fall into the category of like I hate on Superman because I he's so OP, right? He's so <laughs> overpowered. Um but he is uh, his story is unique in that he is he has learned culture through small town eyes mm. and like, and not only that, but he's also an immigrant and that can also like, you can play with so much there mm. and not make it so much about like, you know, my name, my mom's name was Martha too. Okay. You know, All I, right. like, yeah, I, like, uh, like I, I, I get that. Like, I I'm just like, like, I get this, that the spectacle, surpasses the but that's the thing if these dc uh, movies have shown us anything it's that the spectacle is boring story matters that's true Um, that's
0: true and side note dc would do well to poke fun at the martha angle the way Marvel poked fun at the sun is getting low angle. Oh in shit! Thor oh my god! Like yes. they would, they would do well to be like, "All right, we fucked up with yeah, that yeah, one." Yeah. Right, so.
1: Hey, remember when your mom was my mom? No, I get it. Uh, that's not how it went. But you know, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know if fucking Ryan Reynolds really wanted to be the Flash. I would have killed to see if Ryan Reynolds oh, the Flash. Um, dude, yeah, I know, right?
0: He totally could have rocked that. Yeah.
1: Instead, D, what DC's doing now is kind of backwards, mm. but I kind of love how loony it's starting to feel. Mm. Like I love the the Shazam trailer. I was I saw that Shazam trailer um and I was like, "All right, I'm in. I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm th- all right. Finally, <laughs> this looks engaging." Yeah. <laughs> Cuz it was funny and it didn't take itself too seriously, and I've always kind of really liked it. Like the, the, I've never read a single Shazam or Captain Marvel, but as he's often known as, yeah, <laughs> uh, I've never known, I've never read a single one of his books. But he, that character has always seemed super interesting because it's like a kid, yeah, and like he's just like, hey, hey, hey guess who's a superhero, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I kind of love that. I'm just like, because that's what we all want. We all want him. When we were kids, we all wanted to fucking, you know, fly and have Superman's powers.
0: That's true. That's true. And I'm, I'm the, the commentary that you texted me when you saw that trailer, I thought to myself, you know what? This is, this is going to be fun. You know, yeah. so I'm definitely down for this. I have to admit, though, my from what I've read, I haven't read too many of his books, but my major exposure to Shazam was in the storyline of Kingdom Come. Oh, yeah. And I kind of want to see that Shazam because the way he was illustrated, especially in that book and in the graphic novel, it's like he's kind of insane because he's under like a a type of mental control or something like that. But the way they draw him, it's like he (laughs) I always love this look. He has that old timey 60s. What, you know, superheroes were supposed to look like, almost like, you know, chiseled jaw, yeah, chiseled jaw. But he has this, and and he has this smile on his face, almost like, you know, oh. like he's trying to be noble, but it looks insane. Yes. Because his eyes are completely just like, you know, he's almost frozen in that in yeah. that look. Even when there's a point where he's even fighting Superman and he still has that smile on his face. Yeah. And it's just like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, but
1: that, I feel like the kingdom come Shazam is like the Shazam that lost his mind. Um, But I like like i remember i i saw um i saw one of the dc cartoons and they were they were trying to figure out what to do with him mm-hmm. because they found out that he's actually a 10-year-old boy yeah um and He was just like, no, guys, it's okay. I'm cool. Like, I'm just like, (laughs) who approaches a conversation that way? Oh, a kid does. I'm like, this is so great. This guy should have it. Like, I'm glad he's getting his own movie. So, um,. You know, uh, the, my only problem is that they've gotten Villainy McVillain face um, to be the, the chief antagonist. I thought The Rock was supposed to be the big villain.
0: Yeah, um, I thought he was supposed to come in as Black Adam. Yeah, maybe they're saving that. Like he, uh, he's the he's the big bad. They don't put in the trailer until the last trailer before the movie drops or something like that. Right. You know?
1: Instead, they got the guy who played Snestro in that horrible Green Lantern movie. Oh was shit. Like,
0: Oh, that's right.
1: Villainy McVillain face.
0: Villainy McVillain <laughs> face. He knows where his, his bread is. His name is
1: Mark Stro- Marcus Strong. <laughs> but whatever. That guy has the face of a million villains.
0: He knows where his bread is buttered. Yeah.
1: Oh, um oh uh we should start thinking about wrapping this up. <laughs> All right. Very subtle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are running a little long in the tooth.
0: Well uh listeners uh tune in next week for more of our shenanigans yes Yes. of course
1: yes
0: (laughs) and as you always know uh you can catch us on uh, twitter facebook instagram and be sure to download us on itunes as well as podomatic and if you do listen to us to podomatic um there is an app on both android and ios that makes it super easy to download our episodes either streaming it over wi-fi or you can download them individually to your phone to listen to any place that you don't have a signal so i highly recommend downloading the Potomatic app
1: okay yeah awesome and also you know write us a review on itunes please for the love of god just write us a review you know you love us you love our sound you think we're dynamic and cool or whatever i don't (laughs) know um but yeah, just write us a review and uh, and keep on supporting uh, Radio Free Brooklyn. So all right. from all of us here, I'm Pablo Morales Martinez. And
0: I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus taxes. taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn.
1: <laughs> you have yourself a pretty fucking spectacular ass day. Song of the Week.